I believe that veterans are the key to unlocking America's next golden age. By empowering and influencing one million veterans to transition well and become leaders in their communities, we can unlock our country's destiny and continue to change the world. My name is Bernard Bergen. Stephen Hollowell, the missing piece to your event, embodies one word, precision. As the owner of Precision Events and Logistics Consultants, Stephen and his team bring together the culmination of his expertise and life experience. Born and raised in Los Angeles, California, Stephen has always been the ultimate team player. He's a proud veteran of the United States Air Force, which he credits for highlighting the importance of precision when staging and operating no-fill missions. Stephen is also a seasoned law enforcement professional with the third largest law enforcement agency in the United States, the Los Angeles Police Department. Stephen has been on the force for over 13 years and is an expert with incident command systems. Stephen is also certified by the Department of Homeland Security and the Federal Emergency Management Agency to manage large scales, pre-planned or spontaneous events. Stephen's logistical expertise enables him to handle issues and forecast problems, troubleshooting them before they occur. All of these skills and life experiences has led Stephen to become a sought-after consultant, concept coach, and team builder. Whether delivering training on forming high-performing teams or motivating teams to move beyond their differences and deliver results, Stephen Hollowell truly is the missing piece to your event. Let's get started. All right, Stephen, thank you again for agreeing to be on the show. I have spent maybe nine months getting to know you, and impresses is an understatement. You are disciplined, you are a natural leader, and more importantly, you showcase what a veteran can go on to achieve after they take the uniform off. But you still wear a uniform, and I think that's things that people don't understand when they leave the military. Many people grow the beard out, which is, you know, your prerogative. Many people grow the hair out, which again is your prerogative. But at times when people take the uniform off, they almost take service off. They stop wanting to serve. They stop wanting to live their new brand and kind of let themselves go. But you didn't at all. Tell me your thoughts on both situations, letting yourself go after your military service and also just living your brand. I think for me personally, I thrive well within lines. Some people don't. That's not their thing. Lines are very comforting to me. They're very secure. And sometimes people think when they're leaving their middle military service, they need to be that free. Mm. But that might not necessarily be who they are. They may be a person that has lines and they enjoy and they actually thrive. If they don't enjoy, they more so thrive. And they're just doing what everybody else is doing. Okay. When I get out, I'm going to grow the beard. Okay. And so now you're doing what everybody else is doing, but it's not you. Mm. And so it's important mm-hmm. if that's who you are, you're a beard guy, by all means, be the beard guy. Right. But if you're not, right. don't be right. that guy because when you start to live outside of yourself, it's just not you. I love that. I love that. Now, let me ask you this. If you were having a conversation with your 18-year-old self and you were just sharing some words of wisdom, some words of guidance, what would you share and why? You're not better than anybody else. Mm. Like I had this idea when my 18 year old Air Force self that I was amazing Mm -hmm. because I was in the world's greatest Air Force. Mm -hmm. And so Mm -hmm. if I could look back and no one could tell me anything if I studied my 
OIs, which operating instructions, and I did all of the required curriculum and my uniform was pressed, I thought I walked on water. You mm. couldn't tell me anything. My shoes were shined. And you could tell me a lot of things at 18. You could tell me <laughs> a lot of things at 36. Yeah. Now you got to be legit. But at 18, you didn't even really have to be that legit because most people had lived longer than I lived. Right, right. So do you think your 18-year-old self would have listened? Why, why not? I don't know if I would be that open to listening. Mm. I think this is just a problem that we have at 18 that is hard to fight. Like, why should I listen to you? What do you who, who are you? Mm. Yeah, so uh, I think it would be difficult. But if I could talk to my 18-year-old self, knowing that I'd be 36 and like, with my 36-year-old mind, it would definitely be listen more, talk less. <laughs> I think that's probably the first answer I put it say. Listen more, talk freaking less. Nice, nice. So as you applied that over the years, you were able to not only accomplish most of your goals and dreams and, and continue to set more, but how did military service really set you up for the future that you're enjoying? It's everything. Like, when I look back on, I was doing it because I didn't want to go to college. I had no desire to go to college, but I had no desire to be broke. That was the dynamic. Be broke and not go to college or have money and go to the military. So it was an easy choice to be because I, I wanted to eat. Yeah. I don't want to buy a stereo. Like, it, I didn't even want big stuff. I just wanted this like random, yeah. like a car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so that's where I went. And so most people, I went to serve my country. I learned patriotism in the process. Oh, nice. And I love it's like my family would tell you I'm standing at the <laughs> national anthem in my house. <laughs> like I believe in yeah. the culture of who we are as Americans and what the country stands for or what its desires are to stand for. Mm -hmm. A lot of people get caught up on what it's not. Right. But there is a lot of things that it is. So don't forget what it is and think of only what it's not. Because I've lived in a couple of different countries right. and there's a lot of what it's not. Right. So. Right, right, right. And I love that you bring that up, that you've lived and served in other countries. So there's this deep dichotomy of, look, now, you might not like sliced bread, but we have sliced bread. Right. And there are people lining up for bread in general in right. some countries. Right. Yeah. So there I are countries where they're still typing things on typewriter. Your driver's license. Like in 2017. Absolutely. That's crazy. Absolutely. So don't forget or you just don't know. I mean, some people don't know. Veterans know. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had the luxury of not knowing. Yeah, so, so I like that. I like that you, you even um, shared that traveling internationally also helps, you know, right. seeing more of the world and then having something to gauge what you have versus what your opportunities right. would be elsewhere. How has that helped keep your, not patriotism high, but your service high? Because you still serve at a high level. Or are you building blocks? You just keep building and it gets better. Mm. And so I, at a young age, at 18 or 17 and a half when I had signed up, because I signed up early. Like I was like, I'm not going to college. Delayed entry is for me. Yeah. That's, and even in my mind, okay, that's going to take something off the back of the contract. Like I knew those things. I don't know how God, somebody, right. intuition, but those building blocks helped me to get into my house. Those building blocks helped me to get into the police department. Those building blocks yeah. were all of those, oh, okay, you were in the military? Okay, and it is that much easier because they realize you've been involved in some sort of systems right. and you know how to take orders, for lack of a better term. You know how to fill out papers and tests, yeah, and yeah. be regimented, and there's a certain personality type. So I believe that the military gave me foundation beyond belief that I didn't even know that I was receiving. Oh, wow. I like that. Foundation beyond belief that you didn't even know that you were receiving. Now, when people approach you about military service, or even service, serving in the police force even, 
what do you typically share? What do you tend to ask? If I approach you, hey, here's my nephew. He wants to serve. What can you tell him? I'm telling him Army. Of course, I expect you to tell him Air Force. <laughs> you know, I'm going to talk about the A. <laughs> the second A, not the first A. <laughs> what I mean by that is we're the sister branch. You guys started first before the, before the Air Force. But what do you want to do with your life? Mm-hmm. That's my biggest question. What do you want to do with your life? Because the military can be a very dangerous place to go if you're not ready. If you think you're going to go there and tell them how you're going to do it, how you're going to be, they don't just kick you out. You might have to do some time. You might have to do some hard labor. So are you at least smart enough to know that you're not going to be able to go live like you lived in South LA or east side of Detroit? You're going to conform. And if you don't, these are there. And so maybe it may not be for you. Maybe if you answer no, I don't know what I'm going to do in my life. I'm not going to listen to rules. Don't go. Yeah. And I love that because many people hear conformity as this horrible thing. And we all have benefited from all the systems in place. And I think for many young people, they don't think about the advantages of learning the discipline early, you know, and how it applies to the rest of their lives. If you could take being yelled at at 18, when you get 36, you can look at somebody like, hmm, they're yelling. I wonder what's wrong with them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then you mm-hmm. move on. It's not that hard. But if you're 36 and you have not been yelled at ever, you're like, they're so crazy, I'm going to fight them. Or you break down and cry. <laughs> or you, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've seen that too. <laughs> yeah, that's what you see often. Even in police work, the guy is the biggest, baddest guy. And then when, when the chips fall, they're crying. Aren't you the same person that... This is the same guy. It's crazy. Mm -hmm. So that underlying discipline for anyone who sees the advantages of service, it's definitely something to uh, consider. Yes. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Now, when you started to think about your transition, because I know in some of our previous conversations, you always knew that serving service was just going to be a part of your, your life. You just value being one of the men and women trusted to stand in the gap for others. How did you approach and think about your military transitions? Well, I planned for the transition before I got in the military. Oh, wow. Because I had been a part of the Police Explorer program, so I had transferred from the Police Explorer program to the Air Force. And so I knew that I wanted to be a police officer when I got out. So the transition, I was going, at three years and six months, I'm going to start applying for police departments. So the transition was, you know, when I swore in, I'm like, okay, in three years, I'm going to be in the next phase. And that's really how I've lived life. Like, okay, you're going to do A, B, and C. You're going to join this unit. And after you join that unit, you're going to do this. You're going to try to purchase a house. Oh, is it time to get a new car? Yes. In six months, you'll get a new car. Like, I never that guy that just runs out and like, I need a, a Ferrari. Like, I can't afford a Ferrari at this point in my life, but I'm, I'm a planner. Okay. And so I've always, I'm ready for the transition. Right, right. A different leg of the race where you take the baton and, okay, we're moving on to the next portion. Well, I like what you shared. I'm going to challenge you with this question. So if I said military transitions, one word answer, what would you say? Readiness. Readiness. Oh, I love that. And I think you already unpacked that for us. Why do you think so many people get caught off guard or why do you think so many people don't stay ready? Because they're not, they're only in their bubble. They're not paying attention to what's going on around them. Hmm. So when they're, they're like, oh, I don't have to worry about anything. I get paid on the first and the 15th. Well, you need to prepare your life. You may get paid once a month or you may get paid on every other Wednesday or you may get paid when you finish a gig. You may yeah, go, yeah. And so, you know, six months. And so you have to imagine that before you get there. You can't wait till you get there and be like, oh, it's the 15th and I didn't get a check. Hmm. People do that all the time. I mean, you've seen those guys. Absolutely. And that's why they have a hard time. They're like, I got paid every first and 15th. I knew I wanted to get out, but I never thought about the first and the 15th. Wow. 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 Let me ask this. 
I'm pretty sure you've encountered this in LA. I'm pretty sure you've encountered this as you've traveled around the country. When you see veterans who are so unprepared for what's next, you know, even to the point of maybe having some struggles, is there anything that you typically remind them? I, I know one of the things that we talk about is, guys, you've been trained. You know, you can double back and, and trust that you've been trained for some hard situations, but many, you know, life struggles, setbacks occur and, and they don't bounce back. I use one keyword and we can add on a, I don't even know what you call it, but I'll use the one keyword and then I'll add the other word, focus. And then I'll change it to refocus. Because mm. if you just look a person who's been in the Marine Corps or the Air Force or the Navy or the Coast Guard or the Army, you look at them and say, focus. Mm -hmm. And they get it. Mm -hmm. So if you all cattywampus and you're all yeah. over the place, I just turn you, hey, focus. You're like, oh, yeah, I do need to right. kick back in the gear. That's what I would say. Okay. You need to refocus okay. whatever your attention's on. If it's the girl, if it's trying to get a new right, car, right, it's whatever. Right, you right. need to just refocus your attention. Yeah. I think you'd be that much better off. The second you said refocus, for me, what hit me was, how are so many veterans making excuses when, again, we're trained so deeply to focus, to refocus? Oh, man, I got a perfect answer for that. I almost jumped out of my seat. <laughs> because society is telling veterans that it's okay to take a break. You've done your job. Uh -huh. You did woe is you, those types of behaviors. And so now we're being trained by the outside and where we're going and we're feeling sorry for ourselves. For lack of a better term, I, I don't really want to use feeling sorry for himself, but we're taking on that civilian uh, practice. Uh, it's going to be okay. You can take a break. No, there's no breaks. There's no breaks in life. There's no like, okay, right. take a two-year break. <laughs> you got to take a two-year break and you have had to have saved two years worth of finances to right. recoup. That's how you take a two-year break. Right. Other than that, it doesn't happen. Yeah. So I would say don't succumb to the civilian way of yeah. recouping or, or coping yeah. with something that they've never done. Yeah, 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 yeah. You have counselors like, oh, you've never been in the military. I'm only listening to the counselors that are talking about taking a break. If you've been in the military. Right. Because then you can tell me how to do it. Right, right, right. Firsthand experience. Right. Definitely firsthand experience. Now, Veterans Day. I want to hear your Veterans Day story from before your military service. And even now, the sense of pride, the sense of patriotism. What has that meant to you over the years? I feel bad. I didn't really even know what Veterans Day was before I got in the military. Mm -hmm. Is Veterans Day is that like for old people? <laughs> <laughs> even surprised that i remember that i don't remember yeah yeah my grandfather was in the korean war oh say happy veterans day yeah. to your grandfather oh it's because he's old <laughs> like, i never thought because he's a veteran like the military he was in the army oh korea better like now i know it's funny because i have his flag in my window downstairs and oh wow when he passed they gave me the flag and i was like oh and like even then it clicked again like oh this he was a veteran mm -hmm. so Wow, man, that's really kind of resonating with me because, you know, a lot of my family members serve and can't say that I've been the kindest, right. you know, growing up, you know, you just kind of didn't understand. And, and now the reflection on, I'm thankful that they made it through their service so that they could have been a part of my life. Right. Like you have me reflecting on that because right. you talked about your grandfather passing, you know, and I'm like, I don't want to fly. I want my grandfather. Why you they get over yeah. there? Yeah, they did. <laughs> My grandfather was born in 1929. Oh, wow. 
yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I mean, you're never ready for people to go, but he lived a great life and he was great to us. And I believe that his military service made him, especially growing up a, a man of color during that period of time, it made him a greater person and it made us respect the flag and the mm. country. Like we grew up like that. Like, okay, budget allegiance. Like it was right, no like, right. we're not standing up, right. blah, 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 because he'd been through that transition for us. And I didn't answer your second part of the question. The second part, what does it mean to me today? I think I'm always taken aback because mm. I didn't really realize what I signed up for mm. until I was already in it. Yeah. So people are thanking me for sometimes like, man, if I only knew, I didn't know <laughs> that I would get like any of these thank you. So if they say thank you for your service, I will say something because, you know, we're humble. And I'll be like, how you doing? Or something like that. Like, especially on Facebook. I don't say, like, what do you say when somebody says thank right. you for your service? For your service. Thank you. I mean, like, yeah, 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 no, thank you. Uh, that's what I feel yeah. like saying. Thank you for being a great citizen and thanking me for my service. Right, right. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm always just humbled that, you know, I had the opportunity to serve because, like you said, the access accolades and gratitude at times can be a bit overwhelming because you're like, look, the way I looked at service was like, I know I have a period of time paying it forward because I have family members who are coming behind me. And if at some point no one wants to serve, that's a scary possibility because I've been to countries where people are uh, a little less patriotic than the norm. Right. Then we look at what their countries actually produce and what they look like. And I think because we've had such a strong military legacy, it's so easy to take for granted that someone had to stand watch right. during that time frame. Right. I mean, and, and it's a little concerning for our country as it is today that we don't garner it as much as I believe that we should. Mm. Like we need more people to fill the pipelines of service mm-hmm. and doesn't mean automatic death doesn't mean right, right. I'm going to be crazy when I get out. Right. Like all of those things are right there. I mean, I know so many people in the military, we're fine. We are perfectly okay. Until, again, I'll go back to that civilian. Are you okay? (laughs) Is everything all right? I'm perfectly fine. Please go talk to someone who doesn't have training in systems and execution. I love that. Because I'm sure that they have some issues that they could really utilize your help with. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you for just taking the time to debunk some of the myths out there. Because I just think, you know, the negative news around veterans is a little stronger than the positive news. And and it's good to hear from a veteran who is not only stable, but you're empowering your communities. You know, you're traveling the country with your business. You're busy. You're on top of things. And I'd love for you to take some time to just tell us about just all that you do, your company. Well, Stephen Hollowell, the missing piece to uh, your event, the missing piece to your event is a full event management company. Yeah. So, so Grammys, football games, tell us. Well, my background with the police department yeah. is incident, man- incident management systems. So large-scale events such as Rams games, SBs, oh, wow. Emmys. I've been a part of planning teams and teams that actually execute the events to be what they are. As you see them on TV, all of the response yeah. and the setup has been done from teams that I've been a part of. So I took that information and the over 10 years worth of experience and started my own company. And the great thing is about it, no one's as disciplined as us. Oh, wow. And so when you go into our company, you're like, well, why are they communicating so well? Because that's what's required. Right. To be the best events company you have to be or to be, you have to communicate with excellence. Right. And ego is not acceptable. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Don't get your feelings hurt. I yeah. had my feelings hurt. <laughs> 
in essence, but no, because we're all there for the mission. Right. Just like you were when you were in the military, we're all there for the mission. The mission is the man. The mission right. is is the vision. The mission is the plan. Yeah. And a lot of times we get caught up, especially with third party people coming in. And mm. I'm amazing. Yes, you are. But you need to take a seat in the area that is right. designated for you because right. that is the plan. Right. And so. I think the biggest part for us is we believe in systems and we believe in a plan and we believe in executing the vision as closely as possible. Sometimes the vision, the expectations are exceed what's possible. Mm. And so we try to bring a little bit of reality with a little bit of motivation and consistency and realism to the table. Because sometimes people don't bring the real. I've heard you say this, and I'm glad you talked about that reality, that rawness. You said that, Bernard, I'm a manager of chaos. And that just struck me like, Stephen, why are you going towards the store? Like, where's the movie going that way? And you're like, Bernard, it's never too much. It's never, it's so fun. It's so fun. Like, okay, this goes here, that goes there. You stop, wait three minutes, and then we're going to move that in. Like, that's how my mind thinks. It says, what is the solution to the problem? Wow. Where most people say, that's a problem. I'm not going to touch that. Which you have this beautiful, amazing event and you have all this Mm. chaos going on and it's ugly. Right. The timeline is off. You're exceeding your budget because, you know, the people can't come in and pick up the things that they're required to pick up. So they're charging you an extra thousand, $10,000 for things because just because you fail to have a person to manage that event. And so it's not that difficult, but being consistent sometimes is difficult for people. So we're a consistent company. Right. We just use the same formula, the same system, no matter how small, no matter how big. And it works. It's amazing how it works. Give us one pro tip for a busy event manager, maybe even a former military service member who is looking to start in the event management business or maybe needs to come train with your company first. But, you know, maybe something you can share that they're like, well, I need to connect with Stephen right away. The biggest thing for me, and I preach it and you guys and you know personally, respect time. Mm. Events are derived off a timeline. Why? Because they're supposed to happen at a certain location at a certain time and you're required to pay for a certain time period. And so if you can respect the timeline and you can respect in that portion, you're going to be great. Mm-hmm. Like I woke up at five o'clock this morning to execute a couple items that I needed and I had so much time to relax. I got tea, wow. I moved wow. along, but everything was executed. And when I came up with a problem, I went to a place and they took a bit, little bit longer. I had the time to waste. And so if you could just take that small little piece and just put it everywhere, just spread around, spread mm-hmm. around the time, your personal time, your, your work time, you're going to be that much greater. A person that is planned and their timing is executed well, they very rarely fail. Wow. I can't even think of a time that it has happened, at least in my personal life. If they respect time and they execute well, it just doesn't happen. Wow. 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 So if I'm a big, busy company and, you know, I have the team that I went with and uh, they're not bad, but now that I've heard this podcast, I kind of want to reach out to your team and maybe have a meeting. What's the best way for people to contact your team and start that process? Well, you can reach us at Precision Made Events and you can also email me at Stephen at Precision Made Events. And if you want to see a little bit of our content and what we're about, because we're about consistency and the messages that I'm telling you, are not something that I'm just telling you for this podcast, but you can see it live and in color on social media. And you get Stephen Hollowell, The Missing Piece on Instagram and Stephen Hollowell, The Missing Piece on Facebook. Yeah. So as you said, The Missing Piece, I wondered, what does that look like for you? Because that's a profound statement. Like maybe your event was at a 95% and you're like, I'm the missing piece. Have you ever seen like a grind, a gear? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's missing a tooth. On mm-hmm, the beer. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, ah, 
It's not big. It's that every time he comes around, it's that bump in the road. And you can try to go at that pace, but it's not effective nor smooth, nor does it look good. And so if I could be that piece of the puzzle or I can mm. be that the teeth on the, that tooth on the gear, I'm what makes it go smoothly. The company is what makes it go smoothly. Right. I think that is how the missing piece comes in. You might not even know you need me mm. until I show up and I just boom, boom, boom. My team shows up. We just start knocking things out of the park. Like it's actually, I've been told, because I don't I'm, I try to be very humble when it comes to when I'm on the ground and exit. Right. It's a sight to see. It's hard for me to believe that right. it's a sight to see because I see right. and the people that I train, we feel like this is what it should be. It's the standard, yeah. but I guess it's a sight to see. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you're just bringing so much rich experience to this space, but you're not bragging about what the expectations are. They're firm expectations, they're set and they're measured. And you're unafraid to train who needs to be trained in the moment to make sure Right. Things run smoothly. Tell us about a time where someone was resistant maybe to the training or maybe even resistant to being on time to one of your... Well, I mean, I, I'll talk about this. We all have ways that we like to communicate. Mm -hmm. Like you may like to communicate on Facebook. I may like to communicate on email. Mm -hmm. Another person may like to communicate on telephone. But what happens is sometimes we change the platforms all throughout the process. One day I get a text from you, another day you hit me up on Facebook Messenger, another day you're sending me an email, and you're talking about the same subject on three different platforms. So what we do is we come up with a clearance concise system. We have a flow chart. Right. We actually have a life cycle. This is what happens, then you go to this step, and then there's an error. And so then you kind of know how to follow the life cycle. So that if something good goes awry, it's like, oh yeah, we know exactly where it happened and we know yeah. how to fix it. So I say that to say, coming up, you got to come up with clear communication plans and clear life cycles of how something is supposed to happen right. so that you can identify the problem quickly. Because we like to conduct small investigations on how <laughs> problems occur and like yeah. how did this happen. Some people just say, I don't know. And we don't really believe in, I don't know. So we nice. will backtrack through email. Nice. We will backtrack through like We have checklists. And like, okay. We see here that John did not effectively communicate that to the radio company. Therefore, that's why we don't have radios right. because it said here, he went for the quote, but we never finished the, uh, which doesn't happen. I'm just using that right, as an example. Right, right. We got the quote, but we never paid for it. And they sent us an email and said, we would not be receiving radios when someone is mm -hmm. waiting for the delivery. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. we were able to find those things out quickly, even with people that you may have. Right. We work very well at training people or working with people. So we're not a company that has to do everything on our own, but we do require you to follow our direction and our systems because they work. Right. I love that. I love that. For any veteran interested in training with your team or maybe even consulting to find out if maybe some of the project management skill sets would fit the event management space, what would be step one? Maybe come out to one of your conferences or would you say there's some things online that they can access or? Um, step one is giving me an email. We're interested in having a conversation yeah. and we can do a Zoom call and see what are your needs? How can I meet your needs? Because you touched on something very great. We're not just into event management. Right. We manage anything. Yeah. Anything that you have, we can, if you think that you need a system produced for a check-in, like a lady brought something to me in the car wash. She's like, I wish there was like a buzzer system that, so we knew when the cars were ready and you just, they didn't just raise their hands. I right. said, well, that would require a person to monitor the buzzer system because you can't have car, the wash. And then I went through the whole thing and the light bulb went off. 
We create volunteer systems. We can create systems for you because we're a brand about systems. My background is in um, logistics and logistic management. And so creating a system is the, if you need that, create it, right. you can do that too. Right, right. Wow, so that's, wow. That's a missing piece, right? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, you've been a part of world-class systems from, you know, your military service, your service on the police force, now even here at your company. Besides service, what values from your military time or even your time serving with the police department do you think you bring to your life and even to every event every day? I'm going to laugh when I say this because it's a great tool and everybody says it. Integrity and all we say and do. Integrity first, like integrity. But I want to dumb it down a little bit. I just tell the straight up truth. Mm. I tell this truth without a fault. Like, I don't feel bad for telling you the truth. So Bernard Bergen is going to know what he's going to get. Right. He's going to know the problem sets ahead. Yeah. He's not going to be surprised because when I surprise you, I then hurt myself. Oh, wow. So I'm not going to surprise you and hurt myself at the same time. I'm going to tell you the truth and I'm going to sleep perfectly well at night. And we're going to come up with sustainable solutions. A lot of times people try to hide the truth mm. and then they don't come up with sustainable solutions and then it's a fail. I believe integrity first is the big thing for me, but just tell the straight up, just be honest. Yeah. Don't withhold the truth either. Yeah. That's just another form of a lie. No honey, just truth. <laughs> just truth. <laughs> what do we need honey for? We'll have honey when we get these checks. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Okay. Moving right along. What processes would you say that you've seen broken down in people's lives? And the reason I'm asking this, again, we met in a personal development community and I know personal development is a huge part of your life and it's allowing you to not only set goals and achieve them, but exceed those goals by 10 X or even more. And so many people without knowing it, they're failing and they might have a system in place, but they're still failing. When people start down that road, how can they use personal development to counter the balance of just their lives? They have to think of it differently. I think of personal development as fuel. So if I don't have personal development, I don't have any fuel. So even though I may drive an electric hybrid vehicle, I still require some form of fuel. Mm -hmm. So some of that can kind of go electric-like, yeah. yeah. But you still need, electric-like is just doing your day-to-day. -day. Right. But every now and again, you're going to require some form of energy. Mm. And so that energy could be electric or it could be gas, but you're going to require something. So personal development for me is my fuel, my electric, my energy, wow. my gas. And I think if more people actually knew what personal development was and actually tried to utilize it, they would be that much more effective in life. Mm -hmm. I didn't know until I was 30 what wow. personal development was. Right, right. I'd been doing it. Yeah, yeah. Because in the military, they... They're yeah. always cultivating, you know, your development, but in a specific task. It's not mind, body, spirit. Mm. So when you get into personal development and you're in one like we have been, mind, body, spirit, you're thriving. Next level. Yeah. Yeah. You should have seen your eyes just lit up even more when you, when you said the word thriving. What does thriving feel like for people who might not be at that stage yet? What does it feel like and is it worth it? It feels like walking in and your problems are really not that big of a deal. Your problems are like, my refrigerator door handle on my brand new refrigerator is not working. Mm. And I got to call General Electric to fix it. But you don't have to pay anything. The hardest part is like getting someone on the line. To <laughs> come over. Like those are your hard problems compared to I don't have any money to get my car from point A to point B because it broke down. Yeah. Like that's a different. Yeah. Like, you get it. It's like yeah. way different. Like, oh, 
oh, the fireplace needs to be painted because it got a little dirty. Right, right, right. It's a problem. You see, it's ugly opposed to I don't have a fireplace. I don't have a place. Mm. So those are the levels of problems. Like, yeah. So thriving is definitely worth it. Thriving is worth it. You'll still have some problems, but they won't be, uh, it won't be life-changing yeah, every yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, I think not having a, a, like the handle a little off or your fireplace not paint, painted, I don't think that's the end of the world. Right, right. Okay. Are there any books, YouTube series, maybe even personal development communities that you want to recommend to the Veterans Leadership Blog listeners? Man, I believe every veteran has to listen to Gary Vee. Yeah, because Gary Vee gives you like that new age, like don't be mad at the YouTubers, don't be mad at the bloggers, don't be mad at the millennials, don't be mad at people who don't follow yeah. your system. Yeah, but keep it real. Yeah, and be consistent. Yeah, we're gonna have to call you on your stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because you don't call people on their stuff, they're gonna continue to do what they do, and they're gonna think it's right. It's wrong. So Gary Vee, and then I listen to Elevation Church, Stephen Furtick, mm-hmm. and that dude, like, he just comes up with some <laughs> amazing messages. I'm like, that's exactly what's going on in my life wow. 12 minutes ago. <laughs> you do you live in my house? So that's good. I want to be a better reader. Gary V. Gary V. Definitely. Get, get in your face. In your face. You Gary V. Great advice. Oh, and I can't forget Secrets of Success podcast with Dr. Eric Thomas mm-hmm. and uh, CJ and Carl from the ETA squad. So... You got to get with that Secret to Success podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, no, one of the reasons why I always ask is I just believe that, like you touched on, systems and modeling definitely work. And if we know how those who are thriving are playing the game, maybe some of what they're already doing can apply to our lives right. and we can strategize on how to improve. Now, if there was any last minute pieces of advice that you had to give to someone, And, you know, like you're never going to see them again, but this is the one thing that if they took this to heart, things could grow out of this. What would you say? So when you hear messages over and over again, like someone keeps saying this and you go to another space and they keep saying it. So this is what's been going on lately for me. Consistency. And in my life has been, I have been consistent. If I haven't done anything else, I've been consistent. So I would encourage people to be consistent. Do what you say you're going to do over and over and over and over again until you freaking die. Mm. And you'll be great. <laughs> I mean, really, like, be consistent until you die. Don't take any breaks. I mean, not today. Today's yeah. a special Thursday. Yeah. Be consistent. Yeah. Do what you say you're going to do consistently, and you'll be great. Wow. I think we got to drop the mic in that. Stephen, thank you again for being on the show. I'm trying to digest that. I love that because the piece that was missing for me and you filled it in was until I die. And I'm, like, swallowing that, like, so how many podcast episodes <laughs> What the, 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 you don't stop what you stopping for right I love it I love it well Stephen again thank you for being on the show tell everyone where they can find you come to your conferences send you an email and just tap into your company and, and just your messages Stephen Hollowell the missing piece to your events at precisionmadeevents.com so it's precisionmadeevents.com and then Stephen Hollowell the missing piece on Instagram and then Stephen Hallowell, The Missing Piece on Facebook. And like us, and we're going to have a product out soon. So we're pretty excited about product coming. Yeah, yeah. And um, the Manage Your Chaos Conference, which should be launching in 2018. And we're super excited to teach systems to people who have an innate ability to do it or want to really be into event planning, managing. But we also want to touch the person. Mm. So the client and, and or the event 
manager. And one piece that I always forget to talk about that in this arena or this, this field, there's a lot of damaged people. So if you can imagine working at a hospital mm-hmm. and the doctors and the nurses, they're out, they go out smoking and drinking and they don't really take good care of themselves. They take great care of you, but they don't take great care of themselves. And that's what I have happens to event planners and managers. They're planning these events. It's their life, but they're not taking care of themselves. So when they're done, they're in their bed for two weeks. Mm. I just finished the Grammys. Right. I just finished this great party for this A-list celebrity and they have nothing left. Mm. And so our brand is to teach you, you always have to have something left to take on to the next group, people, yourself. Yeah. Because if you go at that rate, and I'm thinking of one specific person, she couldn't even work this event that I did um, a couple weeks ago because she's that burnt out. Oh, wow. So she hasn't took care of herself. Oh, wow. So you got to take care of yourself. You often see people at their happiest, but it's from your work. So we got to teach you that your work is worth it and you can still be great and enjoy your life while you make other people's life great. Well, wow. one more time, shout out the name of that conference. And if I were you, I'd pre-register. I'll just put that out there. <laughs> it's going to be... Um, let me manage your chaos conference. So it's going to teach you to manage other people's chaos. So uh, let me manage your chaos conference. And it's going to start, it should be launching sometime in the beginning of 2018. All right. Well, location to be announced. <laughs> Got to do our research. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> Veterans Leadership Blog Podcast listeners, we have just sat with a guru. Now, if you have an event coming up and maybe you have a great team that you've been working with, my challenge is that you call Steven and his team for consult and find out what's the missing piece. Steven, thank you for being on the show. And no, thank you. Welcome back anytime. Thank you.